Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I want to talk to you this week about new research on leptin resistance. So if you've been reading the Brightline Eating book, watching any of the webinars I've ever done, or just sort of generally paying attention to the narrative around here, watching the food freedom videos uh, when those come out periodically, um, you'll be aware that there's a story here around how the brain blocks weight loss and in particular one of the ways that the brain blocks weight loss is by being wired up for this insatiable hunger right like a hunger that doesn't go away a hunger that you can eat a full dinner and you still have it and then you got to sit on the couch and eat a bag of chips and then after that follow it off with a pint of ice cream which is ridiculous your body long since stopped needing food right so where's the signal that tells the brain to stop eating it's missing that's insatiable hunger that's caused by leptin resistance basically leptin is the hormone that tells the brain stop eating you're done <laughs> you're full dude you're done the signal never comes that's leptin resistance leptin would be the hormone that says you're full stop eating oh and by the way go get active because you got all this great fuel on board so go do something with that fuel like back in the day to ensure your survival right go find more food for next meal or go build a hut go find a mate go do something with that fuel um leptin is the hormone that gives the brain that signal when this was discovered it was huge exciting news um, all the pharmaceutical companies started spending millions of dollars trying to discover clever ways to patent leptin and get people thin because obviously having a hormone that tells the brain to stop eating and get active is like the trillion dollar drug whoops shoot you give people who have overweight or obesity a leptin pill or even leptin injections it does nothing for them how come? Well, because their brains can't see the leptin anyway. They already got plenty of leptin. As a matter of fact, leptin is released by the fat cells. So they have tons of leptin. They've got more leptin than the skinny people. Their brains just can't see it, right? So then if you've been following along to the Bright Line Eating Narrative, at that point in the dialogue, I say, and what's causing the leptin resistance? That's right, insulin. Okay, right there, that's a little hand wavy. What I mean by that is that's a little bit like, okay, we're simplifying the story because it's actually really complicated. <laughs> and this little bit you can understand and it's helpful. Okay. Um, leptin is really complicated. And since the book came out, actually just, it, it's, there's a lot of people researching leptin. Like this is, you know, one of the issues of our times and it leptin is the crux of it. And so there's a lot of people researching leptin. A lot of papers have been published since the book came out. So I just wanted to catch you up on some of the, um, the newer research. Now, I also want to just sort of say, like, in the realm of eating behaviors, uh, it's not strange for things to be really complicated. In the realm of the brain, it's not strange for things to be really complicated. I just want to tell you a little story. Now, this story was told to me a long time ago by a very dear friend of mine named Kurt Thaw. So Dr. Kurt Thaw, Dr. Andrew Kurt Thaw, is a professor at a small liberal arts college down in the South at Millsaps College. Um, I met him a long time ago because I interviewed for a faculty position down there. And when he told me over dinner that his research was on like weight control uh, and sugar addiction, I was like, 
At the time, that was not what I was studying, but obviously I was already way into, into interested in that subject and like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, it was a hobby of mine. I was passionate about it already. Um, so anyway, at that dinner, this is the first dinner of my job interview, he was telling me this story about his professor at the Bourne Behavioral Laboratory at Cornell University when he did his postdoc there in the late 90s, okay? So this is a professor who's, you know, esteemed in the field of behavioral science. So the science in particular of why people do what they do, motivation, drives, like behavior, right? Why do we do what we do? His name is Dr. Paul McHugh. And um, as he was entering his career, he was thinking to himself, this is the story that Kurt told me. In my career, I want to figure out human motivation. Like, why do people do this stuff? They do? Why does anyone climb Mount Everest when people die doing that all the time, right? Why, um, why can some people get out of bed really easily and other people really struggle? Why do we marry the people we marry? Why, um, why do we feel so enamored with our partner at the beginning and or give them flowers at the beginning and then stop giving them flowers later? Why do people do what they do? And he said, well, I'll study eating behavior first because that one's simple. You eat when you're hungry. You stop eating when you're satiated. End of story. We'll figure out the brain mechanisms there and then we'll move on and one by one sort of start to conquer the really interesting subjects. And so the story goes, Kurt says, Dr. Paul McHugh never stopped studying eating because it's so bloody complicated that he never, ever got to move on to anything that he thought was an interesting problem. Eating turns out to be uh, one of the most complicated behavioral problems we know of. Like it is so like people don't just eat when they're hungry, right? Look at Thanksgiving dinner. The pumpkin pie comes out. Are you hungry for that pumpkin pie? Really? Is your system hungry now? No, but you eat the pumpkin pie. Why do you eat the pumpkin pie, right? Like the story gets really complicated really fast. So, and science is just, uh, what we do when we explain science is we create a caricature, right? I mean, all of science is essentially a theory, which is basically like a story. It's like a, it's like a sketch. And, um, we want it to reflect reality, but mostly we want it to be useful, right? Like the best stories are the stories that have utility and are real. We like them to be both in science. Okay. So turns out the eating motivation is really complicated. Let me catch you up on some research on leptin that's happened since we last spoke about the subject. Um, well, one of the things is that is that insulin's not the only thing that causes leptin resistance, it turns out. Lots of things cause leptin resistance. The good news for you is that bright line eating handles all of them. So high triglycerides cause leptin resistance, turns out. And inflammation causes leptin resistance. Good news is quitting sugar and flour, starting to eat a whole bucket full of vegetables that you weren't eating before, wow, handles triglyceride levels, handles insulin resistance, um, and, and insulin levels, and it handles inflammation. All that is like, 
we're cool in the gang. Like you're doing bright line eating, leptin's coming back on board. But it's interesting. Like there's multiple pathways for the blocking of leptin. Then this paper just came out. Now this was pretty recent, actually. This paper just came out that showed um, a proposed mechanism. They discovered this MMP2, um, which is released, they said, in rats when they eat a high fat diet. And the MMP2 goes and cleaves the leptin receptors on the outside of the cells, particularly in the hypothalamus. Hypothalamus governs eating behavior, cat. We also know from other research that leptin is also blocked at the brainstem, two main places in the brain where it's blocked, the hypothalamus and the brainstem. Okay, this paper looked at the MMP2 molecule cleaving, like damaging, basically like chopping off kind of, um, leptin receptors on the outside of cells in the hypothalamus. So I read this study about the high fat diet in, in rodents. I always forget mice, rats, it's probably mice, whatever. Okay. I'm suspicious. Really? High fat diet does that? I'm suspicious. So I look into it a little further. I've seen this before. You dive in, you read the paper and it says, mice fed the blah, blah, blah diet, right? It's like a stock diet. Like they order out, they got a lab at a university and they're feeding their mice in the cages. They order out for the rat pellets, mice pellets, rat pellets, whatever, rodent pellets. And there's different formulations. So what's in the high fat diet? Anyone, anyone want to wager a guess? Number one ingredient, sucrose. Also a lot of cornstarch in there. And then lard. Yeah, there's a lot of lard in there. They're basically feeding them ice cream and saying that a high fat diet causes leptin resistance. So, um, yeah. You had to, let me just find, tell you how you had to get that information. You had to be curious. Really? A high fat diet causes leptin resistance? Let's find out. Then the paper does not list the ingredients in the diet that they fed. They just said, we fed them a high fat diet stock formula, right? And then they list the company. You go to the company's website, ingredients not listed. But if you email them, they will send you a fact sheet with the ingredients. And then it shows, oh yeah, this is like mostly sucrose is the high fat diet. And there's a lot of lard in there too, don't get me wrong. But it's number one ingredient by far is sucrose. So, and those researchers are reporting that as a high fat diet. Now, I'm, it, it might have been now, you know, it might have been a 40% by calorie lard diet, which by some standards, by the American standards or whatever, that's a high fat diet, technically. Yeah, well, if the rest of it's made up of sucrose, you know, what do you got? You got ice cream. So, um, just a little word to the wise, like we are a long way from a world in which the scientific community has a clue about the real drivers of the obesity epidemic, in my opinion, right? Because things like that, like how is that going to get reported? High fat diet causes leptin resistance. That's why people are fat. And then how do people respond? By eating, 
you know, low fat bagel chips in 100 calorie bags as their diet solution, right? Like nobody's getting thin doing that, right? Or eating, you know, um, fat-free ice cream that's lo- loaded with sugar, right? Thinking, well, since a high-fat diet causes leptin resistance, I better make sure to eat my fat-free ice cream. So, yeah, we learned in the 80s that nobody gets thin on a low-fat diet, right? That's not the way to do it. So, <sighs> anyway, just reporting from the field that lots of stuff is happening here in the scientific world. We got research progressing at a rapid pace and ignorance keeping pace. <laughs> so that the real results are not going to be interpreted. Quite right. That's cool. I will be here to interpret the results for you. Signing off. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.